I didn't realize her suitcase had a broken wheel until I tried to pull it down the sidewalk and it fell over onto the yellow concrete wheel stop in an empty parking space. Damn it. I stepped off the curb and was reaching for the suitcase handle when a car pulled into the spot and screeched to a stop inches from my nose. I screamed and fell backwards, stumbling over my own wedge-heeled sandals and violet suitcase, and my elbow smacked the curb. The car door flew open as I gritted my teeth against the pain in my arm, and a shadow fell over my face. I'm so sorry, I didn't see you. Are you okay? I looked up at the outline of a man's head, backlit by the sun. Um, here. He pulled me up in one smooth, strong movement, and his face came into focus. And suddenly, shock wasn't the reason I couldn't speak. He was gorgeous. Deep brown eyes heavily lashed below short-cropped brown hair. His arms bulged beneath the snug sleeves of a tee stretched tight across a sculpted chest, and his mouth was... My hand tightened around his before I realized what I was doing. His mouth was... Yum. A mouth like that was wasted on speech. It was meant for something much naughtier. I dropped his hand, suddenly embarrassed by how long I'd held it and how much like a total drooling moron I must look. Here, let me get that. He pulled Violet's suitcase onto the sidewalk as if it weighed nothing, muscles shifting beneath his shirt, bunching at his shoulders, bulging beneath his sleeves. He was completely cut, and if I could tell that with his shirt on, what might he look like without it? My gaze wandered over the expanse of taut cotton, and my thoughts lost focus. Checking in? What? I blinked and looked up into his eyes. I couldn't even remember what I was doing on the sidewalk. You're checking in? To the clinic? He gestured behind me, and I twisted to see the entrance to New Beginnings. The main building was a large, squat, hacienda-style structure with Spanish accents dominated by a capped turret taking up most of the front. Smaller buildings trailed behind the main complex, like fat little mushrooms growing out of the desert sand, and I had the sudden, irrational certainty that Vi's new neighbors were drunk Smurfs. Brainy and Smurfette had always sounded a little tipsy to me anyway. Oh, no. My friend Violet, she has problems. Evidently, I'd been one of those problems since the beginning of time. Do they include abandoning her friends in parking lots? Today, yes. Not that I could blame her. But to be fair, she had no idea I was about to be run down. His lips turned up and his eyes shined. He was laughing at me. You weren't very easy to see down there. Her suitcase fell and it weighs a ton. I think she may have stuffed a few gallons of vodka in there with her fuzzy socks and padded bras. He laughed and the sound drew my focus back to his face. Sounds like she's come to the right place. I'm Noah. He held his hand out again, and this time when I took it, the contact lingered, and I forgot about the sun and the heat and my throbbing elbow.
I'm Allie. Are you checking in? Just visiting. My sister is... Well, if rehab were an airline, this day would be free with her frequent flyer miles. Allison! I looked up to see Violet scowling at me from the entrance, holding the glass door open with one hand. Oh, now you're in a hurry. I wasn't sure she'd heard me, but she let the door close behind her. Noah reached for the suitcase. Let me. You don't have to. I'm kind of afraid that if I don't, you'll fall in front of another car and your death will be on my head. Before I could argue again, he lifted Violet's suitcase and gestured for me to precede him on the sidewalk. I shook my head and gave him a go-ahead wave. Then I followed two steps behind, enjoying the view.